Hello, everybody, and welcome. All thanks to LD Mobile. This is NBL Overtime. There's a hell of a lot going on. You can get involved. Hashtag NBL Overtime anytime you wish. And I'm going to stop talking because we've got a lot to get into half hour. What up, man? Happy birthday, man. Did you buy me some of those sunglasses or not? <laughs> I, don't, I wouldn't think you like this style. <laughs> Didn't that suit me? No, probably not. You know what? At least not lying. <laughs> Liam Sandemarie, hello to you. Studs and Duds is out. NBL.com.au, the NBL app. There's a lot going on. It's a bumper edition of it. Hello. Do you do sunglasses inside, Cam? I have never, ever, this is no joke, I've never worn sunglasses in my life, <laughs> inside or outside. You know, wow. even when I go to those 3D cinemas, I refuse to wear them. So you've never lifted a weight, never done sunglasses? Okay. No, uh, I think I lifted a weight once. Not recently, though. You can get stuff, Liam. Hello to you. <laughs> Hello to everyone else. NBL.com.au. There is a lot going on. Uh, we'll start with the ladder of the NBL Cup. I think that's the best place to start because it kind of gives us an accurate description how teams are actually going, and that's what ladders do in world sport as we look at Melbourne United on top of both the NBL Cup and the normal ladder. Perth are flying. We'll get to them in a moment. Same as Sydney, who are really good against Melbourne except for the last little minute. And South East Melbourne, Phoenix and Brisbane are starting to find their groove. Look at the loss column. For that team in second place. Mm -hmm. The Wildcats have gone whackety-whack-whack in the NBL Cup over the three other teams that were in the finals last year. Melbourne, Sydney and Cairns. They are rolling. Well, and that's something I think we should start with because you mentioned it there. We're talking about, and we do a lot, strength of schedule and teams you've got to play and all the rest of it. It means a big thing. But the Wildcats to get here, keeping in mind, if you remember what happened the last game, they played before the NBL Cup started. Mm -hmm. They were embarrassed by the Phoenix. I'm going to start with you, Homicide, because uh, you're starting this whole Bryce Boomer thing, which I think a lot of people agree with. But we're going to start with you. Why have the Wildcats all of a sudden been able to flick the switch and been so good? I think after a butt whooping, the butt whooping that they took against the Phoenix, that was just a, a conversation. Gleason is going to have individuals after that game. <laughs> Straight like that. Starting from the top. Mm -hmm. He's holding everybody accountable. And they knew, like, look, we can't have this type of performance. We're trying to go get our first three-peat. This is unacceptable. And I think that the switch flipped. You know, I was the first guy. I was like, yo, these guys ain't making playoffs. They're not only making playoffs. <laughs> Make no mistake, they will. I'm not going to say what you probably think I'm going to uh -oh. say, but they will. Once Boomer Bryce gets naturalized, mm -hmm. if. they'll be right there. They'll be right there. What if they, what, what, what they'll if, be right there. The road if, goes through them. What if he, he, they, the road goes through, through them. The road goes through them. What if he doesn't? They'll still make the four, in your opinion? If he doesn't get naturalized, I don't get another import in. They'll make the four. Okay, cool. They'll uh, make the four. Now, studs and duds, before I let loose, or you let loose on the Wildcats, mm. John Mooney's three-point. <laughs> Remarkable. <laughs> you did give it a shout-out. Yeah. That, that's been enormous, isn't it? Ten from 14 mm. on, on the season. Sup, what, almost 30% as a senior last year from long range. So, so, you know, he could stroke it, but to be able to step out and shoot it like that to begin his NBL career has been enormous. He's obviously getting on the boards. We knew he would do that. They, they've got the infrastructure. Yeah. They've got the infrastructure. Trevor Gleeson knows what he's doing, and they've been absolutely outstanding. Todd Blanchfield's playing that Tariko White role beautifully. Jesse Wagstaff doing a great job off the bench, hitting shots. And, um, you know, the young for Corey Sherville, giving him good minutes yes, as is. well. Really yes, he is. Yes, indeed he is. So Mitch Norton, he's taken his game to another level. What he did against Scott Machado the other night, well, that was, that was outstanding. So, look, they've been... They've been absolutely sensational. You, you, you just got to tip your hat for, for how well they've been playing. 
their ability to, to be able to, and this is something that I, I think that we spoke a little bit about, coming into a unique situation on the road for such a long period of time, it can work for you or work against you. And it just seems like it's worked for the Wildcats. They're very familiar with, as you touch on, the infrastructure of the team and the way they go about it. John Mooney, who we all knew was going to clean the glass like a demon, but didn't realise offensively he was going to be this solid this quickly. And it just seemed to click. And they're, they're buying into, as so many of them do, on a year-in-year -year basis. And we shouldn't be surprised. We're probably not surprised, but they are going extremely well. And, and the thing I love about John Mooney, he's in this kind of sweet spot. The same sweet spot that Jay Sean Tate was in last year in his career, or that um, Cam Oliver was in last year, where, where they're coming to this league to prove something. And, and John Mooney, as a result, just is playing so hard every single position possession. This is the thing that's so amazing about Bryce Cotton. He mm -hmm. has nothing left to prove in this league, and yet he still plays that way. And um, as a result, they're, they're, for a team that just uh, plays long possessions offensively, it can be a bit of a grind sometimes, they're a beautiful thing to watch because of the way they play the game. Talking about a beautiful thing to watch, and it hasn't been all roses for the New Zealand breakers for so long, and we're very well aware of, of what they're having to go through playing away from their home in their home country, away from their families. But that first quarter was a beautiful thing to watch. Unless you're an Adelaide 36ers fan, we've been waiting for this Tyre Webster, Corey Webster thing to really click, go to that next level, and it did. And you don't have to be a Breakers hardcore fan to enjoy what happened in that first 10 minutes. I mean, that was a flat-out massacre mm. from the go. Mm -hmm. um, this is a great moral victory for this organisation. They've been through a lot. I mean, no one's had it bad or worse than they have. And... For them to come out and get this type of start in a game and victory, it was only a matter of time when everything just went right for them. A lot of things have been going absolutely wrong. And, you know, I'm just happy that they got the win in the manner that they did. They deserve to win a game like this because morally, you don't want to see it. I know it's professional sport. I know you got a game to do. You got a job to do. But I'm just glad that as a team, they all felt really good and happy. The whole bench was up. The staff was up. And, you know, at some point you knew it was going to click. I'm just glad it clicked this way. Morally, it confidently, confidence-wise, mm. it had picked them up. Mm. And it was a perfect st storm for them, wasn't it? With Isaac Humphreys going down, that kind of opened things up even more. And uh, you're right, it was lovely to see all those smiles on that team. And for them not to just get a win, but to get it just to thump a team, make a bit of a statement... And hopefully it can be something that they can, they can build on from here. And the thing I wrote about this yesterday, the thing I really liked about this right from the opening tip was Ty Webster. I loved aggressive Ty Webster. He has to play like that because he's that level of guy. Players can't stay in front of him. Mm -hmm. He's so tough to guard. But he has to be looking to get everyone involved early. You see that with Sydney, with Casper Ware these days. He's looking to get everyone involved. Uh, Bryce Cotton, if, if there's attention coming to me, I'm just going to pitch it out. And in that first quarter, he had seven assists in the first term. Penetrate, pitch. Delaney gets a look. Abercrombie gets a look. Big Bro gets a look. Colton Iverson rolling to the rim. Now they stay at home. Now he's laying it up. That's how he needs to approach the first quarter, get everybody involved. And then, of course, he can still pile on the points. 29 points, but he's got to be in that double-digit assist range as well for that team to hum. But they are a team that play very instinctively. Oh, that's where they play their best basketball, I think. And I, I think we did see, while it's a bit of a different personnel, we've seen that a lot in the second half of last year, 
playing on instincts and get everyone gets involved that way. That's the first time I've actually thought this year. It's not easy to do when the pressure is mounting or you're just trying to gel with new teammates or whatever it might be under a new coach for a couple of these guys. That's the first time I've thought this team is playing instinctively and that is Ty Webster being able to have the confidence to be able to find teammates whatever it might be. Corey Webster, they're not second-guessing themselves. And that's mm. the first time for four quarters, in particular that first two and a half quarters when the game was there to be won and was done and dusted pretty early. That's the first time I've actually looked at it and thought, they're just balling rather than overthinking yeah. things right now. And playing at a good tempo yep. too. I mean, we talked about they need to push the ball. Mm. Ty Webster, Corey Webster for the Tall Blacks. That's a fast tempo team. and that, I think they look much better like that. This So, it's, I mean, it was really it's addition by subtraction mm. in terms of Lamar Patterson right now because they're just playing. They, they need to play more like that. Up-tempo, free-flowing, and uh, hopefully they can put a few wins together. All right, let's talk about the team they beat convincingly because Adelaide were really good early in the year. We know that they had a slate of home games and it probably helped just a little bit, but they were playing great. Isaac Humphries was, in the eyes of many, led by this man and the early MVP candidate. We know what Josh Giddy can do and we continue to work through. We've got a new import not far away, but things have turned downhill quickly. The hub hasn't worked. Isaac Humphries out for a while. Jack Purchase is going to come in and, and fill that spot, but it's going to be hard to do considering how good Humphries has been. The new import is still a week away. I'm going to start with you, Liam. Can you pinpoint what has happened to this team over the last couple of weeks? They're just not that good. They're not that good. I said at the start of the year that they, weren't, they were going to be one of the teams down the, down the bottom end of yep. the ladder. And they got off to that fast start. You asked the question at that point, are we, did we underestimate the 36ers? And I said, look, yeah, maybe a little bit, but... Not, let's not start talking about these guys as championship contenders or anything like that. This, is, this team's just not at that level, unfortunately. This, this roster's not at that level. This guy's playing well. He was huge. Jack McVeigh, he's going to play more minutes. So that, they were, things were already starting to get kind of real for this team when the games were coming thick and fast and they weren't playing at home. And now with Isaac Humphreys going down, they're in a, they're in a big hole. Uh, right, I, I agree for most of that, Okay. But their first quarters have been an abomination. Like, like, I'm not, I'm not surprised that they didn't beat Melbourne United and they didn't beat New Zealand over the last couple of days. But when you roll out and you're 26 down in the first 10 minutes against both teams, in particular New Zealand, who haven't been that good, although that was by far their best game, that's a concern. That's a monstrous concern. And Homicide, you, you've been in situations, no doubt, where things aren't rolling from the opening tip. Is there anything, do you think they can pinpoint? Is it a mindset thing? Is it a, hey, we're a bit tired right now, we take a little while to get into it? Because those first 10 minutes in both games, essentially, cost them any chance of beating Melbourne United, although they were pretty admirable in the second half to make it a bit of a game, and they weren't even close to New Zealand. Well, there's a couple of things that's alarming to me. Um, they never got out of first gear in their last game, and they got their asses whipped. Um, against Melbourne United, they didn't get out of first. It was 36 to 10. I was mm -hmm. calling that game with Gaze, and we're like, you're down 36 to 10. The effort was great after that, but it's too late. It's an uphill battle against a championship contending team. You're not going to win that game. You may win points, cool. But you would think, as a team, you would learn from this playing two days later, right? Let's not start like that again. And you never got out of first gear. Isaac Humphreys goes down. Look, great player. Here's what's happening. They don't have any three-point shooting. Their big three is Giddy, DJ, and Isaac Humphreys. Guess, what's, guess what teams are doing? Just pack the paint. They got to beat us from the outside. 
They don't have consistent three-ball shooters. Game over. If your strength is interior scoring, pack the paint in, let them beat us from the three. They beat us from the three, we live with that. They're not beating nobody from the three. And their defense sucks. They're looking like cans right now on defense. They can't and, – and, and Humphreys is out, four to six. Four to six. Silva. Next, next subject, yo. Zova. Well, help is on the way. Help is, is on the way. In who's, Bra- who's coming? In Brandon Paul. Yeah, right. They ain't got no big man now. Uh, but that's the problem right now is they, they could they <laughs> Look just, at him. He's actually just – He's actually – He's got like Adelaide's him. out. And you know Toby. what? So he should because with Humphrey – I mean, that's – if you're – Brandon Paul's going to miss not yeah. be here for this week's game. They play Illawarra and Cairns, two teams desperate. For a win. To get back on track, especially the Hawks, who they play first up. Man, they're... Surratt. Yeah, they're in big trouble this uh, week. As, as I did mention, four to six for Humphreys, as we mentioned. Jack Purchase comes in. Melbourne United player the last couple of years as a DP, and he'll come in, but he's not going to be able to do what Isaac Humphreys does. Brandon Paul's going to be able to let this thing fly, and he's going to have to do it the moment he gets out of quarantine, yeah, isn't he? I think he's going to have any trouble. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's going to let it fly, but they're going to get hurt on the interior. I mean, they got DJ, Jack McVeigh, he's a little, he's an undersized yeah. four man. He's going to get plenty of time to rock right now. Keanu Pinder's not getting it done. They're in big trouble. I'd start McVeigh. Only because you know he's going to bring energy from the opening tip, something they've really sorely lacked the last couple of weeks. But they, they have to start McVay. Yeah. He needs to be playing more minutes than Keanu Pinder. Now, got some good news for Adelaide 36ers fans. Whoa. Well, but they may not love it, but they'll love this shoe because our JD sneaker of the week is, in fact, Josh Giddy, the PG 2.5 PlayStation. Have a look at that. All thanks to JD Sports. Have a look. Would you wear them, Homicide? PlayStation sneakers? Yeah. I wouldn't wear them, but they, they're cool, though. What are you, an Xbox guy? I don't no, even play cool. video games. <laughs> Big but sneakerhead. No, they're Josh cool. He is. And you know what I like about Josh Giddy? Mm-hmm. Sneaker collection. He's got some of the old school stuff. Well, he's going to like this because all thanks to JD Sports Sneaker of the Week, look what they're bringing back this Saturday. Iverson, 20-year anniversary. Oh, wow. But why not us? Wow. Of course, when AI went nuts in that 2001 All-Star game, it was a huge year for Alan Iverson yeah. and the, uh, the 76ers. He was Damn. the MVP. They were 20 down. Him and Marbury went nuts. Now, that was a fire. 20th anniversary. They are back. They launch this Saturday at JD. And if you're not homicide, who's quick to it, you miss out as Liam and I are still trying to get some. Uh, <laughs> online selected stores for what? <laughs> more information at Secure Repair. Head to jd-sports.com. .au. J- JD Sports must be the kings of the throwbacks. Week after week. It's cool. I like it. Mm-hmm. You got to get, get these on the side? We need to get involved. I mean, like, when are we <laughs> going down there, <laughs> fellas? When are we going? Probably tomorrow. Yeah, yeah it's going right. to be pretty quick. All right, a team that is struggling just a little bit are the Illawarra Hawks. They were 4-0. and zero. Now they're starting to struggle in the NBL Cup. Pretty disappointing weekend. Brian Gore's in a little bit of frustration. Talk to me here, Liam. Talk to me what's going on here because they started the year. There was a situation where Jessup and Haver were almost unstoppable, mm-hmm. unguardable, in particular in transition, that pull-up three. Brisbane will touch on in a moment, but uh, Illawarra have definitely fallen a little bit of a slump. Yeah, look, a collection of things. Um, a bit of fatigue, playing mm-hmm. a lot of games in a short period of time, but look, all teams are dealing with that. Um, this is a heavily scouted league. 
Harvey and Jessup and what they were doing to get those guys open and how these guys were getting shots took teams by a little bit of surprise in the first month of the season. And now teams are doing a much better job of restricting those guys. Um, and also... And here's the, the, the late game situations. Yeah. But they had a, sh that, they were, had a shot to win, to that, win game that game if they had played it correctly. So things aren't, you know, uh, really bad. But they're having a bit of trouble also chemistry-wise and rotation. You know, sometimes when the rotation is tight just as a result of who you've got available, things can flow. And bringing Dean Adele and, and Cambesto into the mix is um, as good as those guys are or can be in Dean Adele's case. Um, it, it, it's sort of thrown things out of whack a little bit. That they really, really need to either get him going or not play him as much. No, they they, they need to. I said this last week. They need to get him going. And it's not as easy as it can be said. But the fact is, Homer, and I'll direct this to you, he came. He was the highest profile signing they had in the off-season. We were excited about seeing him, not just in a Hawks jersey, but in the NBL, heading towards the Olympic Games and being a part of that Boomers team. And he hasn't, for different reasons early, of course, with the injury. But they can't go deep into this season without him being the ding and dell we know he can be? Well, one thing that is alarming to me is they need to get him going. How about he needs to get himself going? These guys are hired guns. What did you see he was for this team? A marquee player, right? Mm -hmm. Okay, well, if you're a marquee play, player, get yourself going. How many times are we going to sit here and say this? You understand what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Get yourself going. You're on the court. You're getting shots. What more can a coach do? Coach can't put the ball in the hole for you. Get him going is doing what? Giving him minutes. Get him going is doing what? Getting him looks. Do your job. Yo, nobody's asking you to do nothing more. Do your job. The same thing I said about Humphreys and DJ, right? It's the opposite on this team, which means... Guard the Splash Brothers, stop them, you win. He's the guy that's going to have to break them, take the pressure off of that backcourt and set them free. You're not making shots, that's why y'all losing. That's the reality of it. Ain't no other way to paint this, say all this other stuff. Time to get to work. You ain't healthy no more. I mean, you're not hurt anymore. Time to get to work. Show us why you was in the league. Show us why what you was doing at Louisville. You on home soil. It's time to put on. That's it. Ain't no, they need to get him going. Get yourself going, yo. Get yourself going. And, and I think the mindset for Dengadale, it needs to be that. But it needs to be the, the same as what, we've seen this from Anthony Drimmick in the last little period of time. It's the same thing that Kawatnoi needs to think about when he gets on the floor. It's the same thing that Scotty Hobson needs to think about. These guys on the wings around the league. Defense and rebounding. Lockdown. Right now, He's getting blown by defensively, and, and Gorge is like, I've got to put Justin Simon back out there on the floor. You've got to come back out of the game. Stay in front of the ball, get deflections, be an impact guy defensively, get on the glass so you can spark transition, and then the offense will flow. That's how all those guys need to approach the game when they step out on the floor, and that, that's the mindset Dengadale needs to take right now. I've got a question. It's not about the Hawks or Dengadale. It's about Nathan Sobey, okay? So he's not in the Boomer squad. Is there anything stopping Brian Gorgian from adding him? There's no rule, is there? I don't think so. No. He is having an outstanding... Like, the stats tell it. They're winning some games now. They're playing a lot better. They're starting to ease into it. I'm going to start with you because I see you on social media the other day going nuts. I cannot believe 
that he hasn't yet been added to the Boomer squad, considering there's nothing that stops him from being announced into it. And he is doing it under the nose of the Australian coach. Well, you continue to do it until they make them make, them make a move. Mm -hmm. They will ignore you until they can't. Keep cutting their asses. That's exactly what he's doing. He's a great two-way player. He's hitting the three. He's passing the ball. He's getting to the spaces that he wants to. There's nobody stopping him from doing whatever he wants to do, import or local. And angry Nathan Sobey is my favorite type of player. Mm -hmm. I, and I, let me just clarify this, Liam, before I let you. I'm not saying he will definitely make the Boomers 12. I'm simply saying he needs to be in that. He camp. deserve a chance to be. He in needs that camp. to be in that camp. And you know what happens at Boomers camps? Somebody bolts from the rough. And, and make, that's what happens almost every boomers camp. Someone comes from nowhere. And then we saw that with kind of, uh, who do we see about? Xavier Cooks? Kay. Nick Kay, these guys at the last boomers camp. And then what we saw is a guy like Mitch Creek thinks, well, I didn't make a team, I'm out. And then he gets the call and then he's off to the World Cup. If you're Nathan Sobey, just keep on keeping on. Just keep on playing this way. Someone will get hurt. Devin Booker's in the All-Star game now, right? Because he didn't get originally selected and then now he gets put into that spot but because, the, but because the thing, someone that, can't go. Someone doesn't have to get hurt for him to be in the squad to go to the camp. Well, they're things that he can't control. No, I, I agree. But, but maybe that's the way the Basketball Australia and Brian Gorge are looking at it. Look, we've got 24. It's going to be 24 on the day. And if someone gets hurt, we'll call someone else up. And if that's the way they're looking at it, then that's the way it is. They but might be. He just needs to keep playing the way he's playing because... He, he, he is doing a, a beautiful job with that team of not just scoring the ball, second in the league at scoring, mm -hmm. but doing it in an efficient clip and recently really moving the ball and getting everyone else involved. No, I'd, I'd have him in the squad in front of McDowell White, who I do like as a player, but hasn't exactly shown us on a consistent basis. Well, in front of a whole bunch, in front of Dengadel right well, now. Well, that, that, that is very true. Either way, I can't believe he's not in it. I, I think he will be. I know at who some ain't. point, he'll make the camp. I know who ain't on it that's going to be. Boomer Brace. Well, that's another thing as well. Currently not in it. All right. Sydney. We know how they're struggling with some injuries. Casper Ware's been outstanding. Gave themselves every opportunity. Every opportunity to beat Melbourne. The last minute didn't go well. But they're right there. So the frustration for the Kings fans, who are already a little bit probably annoyed when it comes to injuries and stuff like that. Liam, talk us through this last couple of... Uh, well, last two minutes for Sydney because well, Casper looked like he was going to do Casper things. Well, they're playing with great heart. And you tip your hat to Adam Ford, like we said, this time last week. But love to see Casper Ware making clutch plays. Yes, he missed the final shot. But look at these three straight buckets in the paint. Which is why I think if you're a Kings fan, you're a little annoyed that in this moment, with look at the lane. The lane's wide open. Yes, you've got Shea Yilly in front of you. And that in itself is a big, big problem. But put some pressure on the defence. Put some pressure on the refs. Put some heat on the rim to go and try to win that game. And I, you talk about an angry Nathan Sobey is the best type of Nathan Sobey. An aggressive, penetrating, getting feet in the paint Casper Ware is the best type of Casper Ware. And I think right now when the game is on the line, that's what needs to be going through his head. Any words before the top ten? I got words. Hit me. Shout out to Jock Landale. You know, sometimes when a guy is like really, really good, right? An exceptional player. Mm. We tend to not talk about it because we expect him Stand. to do that and be that, right? Mm -hmm. Yo, swagger, energy, passion, game. And he talks that talk. 
There is nothing I don't love about him, y'all. There is absolutely nothing I don't love about him. Because when you think about it, they were doubling him all night. He got busy at the end of the game. You know what I'm saying? So, real play. Yo, listen. Real recognize, real. I shout you out, homie. Keep killing. So you think Enjoy this man while he's here. Because he ain't going to be here long. Two things. Let's not forget who, who predicted him to be the MVP of the league. You and did. also, I'm pretty certain he's part of the top ten, all thanks to Aldi Mobile. Round seven is done. Let's have some fun. It's your Aldi Mobile NBL top ten. At number ten, Nathan skates in for the steal dentition. On the fast break to Matt Hodgson, who makes the house shake. Hodgson just balling with the slam on Sam Frawling. Brisbane gets in at number ten. We love a redemption story on the NBL Top 10. At nine, just look who goes flying. Sam Frawling takes flight for the southpaw spike. Just a little hesitation before showing off that levitation for the detonation. The Sam Jam in at number nine. On to number eight, and Justin busting out the hops to swat this shot. Kendall Stevens better start believing. He tossed that up like he thought he had a swish, but Simon sent it back like it was weak old fish. Justin Simon gets in at number eight. At seven, with just a tick left on the shot clock, the Kings get Vasilievich the rock and he gets the long shot to drop. This DJ is spinning the hits, so with a buzzer beater at hand, you know he's not gonna miss. DJ Vasilievich in at number seven. For the number six play, is it fair to say that the kid learned this move from the legend Coach K? Jack got Isaac Humphreys begging please as White met him at the plateau, then pinned his shot against the window. Jack White getting in with the defense at number six. We're up to number five, and it's that time in the countdown, people. Space Cam with the great slam from the top of the steeple. Your weekly dose of Oliver Bliss, and with this pass from Jarek, he's not going to miss. Cam Oliver, of course, in the countdown. He's in at number five. It's Melbourne's turn at number four, and when your parents name you Jock, you better hammer the rock. Hungrier than a stray dog in a barbecue, the big fella Landell is coming through. Jock Landell, rising and shining, he's in at number four. On to number three, and the young star, Giddy, turns it over, but oh my Josh, look at the kid track back and take that candy at the rack. Trying for the stump, but it wasn't enough for Sam McDaniel, who doesn't land well, as he ends up on the floor and doesn't get the score. Josh Giddy with the rejection in at number three. We're up to number two, where Kyle Adnam is drawing two defenders, setting up Yanni Wetzel to put the Hawks in the blender. Catching more bodies than a graveyard, it's the pretzel going hard at the rim to get in at number two. But at number one, it's Orlando delivering the magic. There's no survivors with this high flyer. Johnson drops in from way above the rim, gliding right past the great Cam with the slam to land at number one on the NBL. Turn it. Well, thanks to LD Mobile. That is the top ten if you want to check it out again. And, well, nothing better than just relaxing on a non-game day at NBL. Jump on and check it out at nbl.com.au. All right. <sighs> Big deep breath. <clears throat> it's back. It's back. I'm bringing yes or no. Very slowly back. Very, very slowly. But we're going to start with you. You ready? I'm ready. Jordan Hunter, 24 points. Career high. 9-9 nine nine shooting. Was that more impressive than Kyle Adnam's game 
where he started point guard and, of course, had 13 assists. Yes. Yes or no? Do you like the coaches' challenge? No. How come? Hold on, is this yes or no? What is this? <laughs> <laughs> Might come back to it okay. if we've got time. Crocker, unsportsmanlike foul, yes or no? No, that's not an unsportsmanlike foul. Now, just uh, we're going to show this. We, we're watching the whole thing. We're going to watch the whole thing, I think. Do you know what? If you're going to attack the rack hard, then the defence can attack the ball hard. Which is what we want, isn't it? That's not just in this particular basketball right around the world. Mm. All right, yes or no, Ryan Brokoff, we expect him to play throwdown, first game, mm. next Wednesday. Will Phoenix be favourites against Melbourne United? No. Wildcats? Can they win the title if Bryce Cotton doesn't get naturalised? No. Not at all? All right. Let's just touch on the coaches' challenge because it is a conversation that is continuing. You go first, Lee. Uh, yeah, look, I just I don't, I don't like it. I, I agree with Brian Gorge and his comments about bringing it in mid-season. That's, that's where I sit on that. And, and also, I, I, I would, the reviews right now for Out of Bounds and all that all through the game, let's bring that back to the last two minutes, go back to where we were for mine. Right now, I feel like the, the coaches' challenges, the reviews, there's a lot of focus when you're watching the game on the calls and I want the focus to be more on the plays. Agreed. The players. I, I don't like every time there's something happens, the players ask for a, for a review, and it seems like we go to it way too often. And on the coaches' challenge, I don't mind the idea of it, but it has to be all has to be all decisions that can be made. And there was one, you know, hand through the rim. Mm. That, that stuff's got to be able to be challenged, not just fouls. We've got 20 seconds, Homicide. You have the last word. Get that man naturalised all the way <laughs> and put Boomer Bryce... On that Boomers team, B. He is going to Tokyo. I'm on the bandwagon. I'm pushing this campaign every chance I get. Ha Bryce Cotton needs to be on that Boomers team. Hashtag NBL overtime. We're getting out of here. NBL Cup's going nuts. Look at this. I've got to throw it straight out of court. But you know what I'll do? Go to challenge. <laughs> <laughs>